Have you had a good week? In the busyness of it all, I know we talked about that at the beginning of the, uh, the service, in the busyness of all that happens in this lead up to Christmas. Do you enjoy that? Now, come on, a bit of honesty here. Do you enjoy it? No, not everyone does. The madness of it all? The madness of it all? Everything that's happening? Do, do you remember that? Do you remember that bumper sticker? Oh, it must have come out um, oh, 30, at least 30 years ago. At least 30 years ago. It's a bumper sticker with, with this on. There were a few of them that came out at the time. No peace, no God. No peace, no God. You know, we come up to this Christmas period. Did, did you see the, the carols in the domain last night? And, um, and, uh, and here's all these people. All of these people sitting around in the domain singing the Christmas carols. And uh, are there more on tonight? Some, there are some more on tonight down in Docklands. I know there's a big one down there. There's, there's others. And there's lots of people who love getting together at this time of the year to sing about a Saviour born. And they may use words at this time of the year they would never ever use, or certainly not in this context, that they would use throughout the rest of the year. But also, did you notice during the week the news? Did you have time to sit down and see the news? Last night I watched the news, hadn't watched it for a number of nights and I think the first four articles of news were about violence. Horrific violence that took the lives of a number of people. So all the things that we stand for when it comes to Christmas, all the symbols and so forth, and this particular word at the end there, how many times is that talked about during the Christmas period? But this is an interesting thing, isn't it? No God, no peace in the first context. The second one, no God and no peace. It's interesting as we talk to people and uh, do you know someone? You know, you know Barack Obama? See, shook his head. Yes. Yeah, nodded. Yeah, I know Barack Obama. So when did you actually last chat to him? Joshua, was a Friday night. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I can say the same thing in that in that casual way. Elizabeth, you know the Queen? Yes. Yeah. Now we know that Elizabeth knows the Queen. Her and Liz, you know. Uh, but but we talk in those sort of contexts, don't we? You know. You know. And sometimes when it comes to God. There are many people in, in our community that believe in God. And when they say, you know, if you talk to them, no God. But what is the context of that word, no? And how do we know? And what is this about this peace? I love this. You know, this penny, and I really want to acknowledge 
Rob, I know he hates me saying it, but I want to acknowledge Rob and, and these drawings that he does because I reckon they're magnificent. But, but look at the context and this is so typical of a Christmas scene. The peace that is on the animals. Look at the contentment of the people in the context. The kings and the camels. These camels have just come in over all of the rough roads and the sand dunes and they're just... Oh, oh that was a tough journey. <laughs> but you see... Now, now, Rob, I'm not... Oh, please don't take this the wrong way. Is that, I'm not finished. <laughs> was, <laughs> but, you see, but isn't that typical of the peaceful scenes of Christmas? Oh. That's it. <coughs> the Christmas carols we sing, and rightly so. Love, joy and peace. And we, we had the Christmas service here last Sunday night and it was just excellent. Did you enjoy it? It was a great night. Thank you, Robin. And, um, and, and we sing of that love, joy and peace. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. That's right, isn't it? And yet, I looked up on the internet during the week uh, in the context of peace how many wars are running at the moment oh, it took too many slides I didn't bother putting it up it took too many slides to try and put it up there so you could have read I could have put the, like the uh, you know out on the, all the credits you know all those people are going to thank when they do a movie <laughs> you know that's what it would have had to have been like so where's the peace where's the peace or should we change the spelling of peace to P-I-E-C and then put an S on the end? Pieces because of the fracture that seems to be in not only countries but between religions, between families and communities and in people's lives. The peace that just is not coming for people as they strive for some peace in their world. Strive for peace in their family. Families that can't come together at Christmas because of the fractured relationships. Not peace, but peace ends. We read in the Bible that Jesus came as the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9, 6 and 7, it says this, For unto us a child is born, we've already read it, and have over so many times, a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. The interesting thing about that is you see this, this mural here, and the contentment. And yet when these men came here, there was no peace in that society. It was a terribly fractured society. And when King Herod heard of these men coming and they went and saw him and where is this baby that, was, that is born? 
Where is this one who was crowned king of the Jews? Herod said to them, when you find him, come back so that I may, what? Go and worship him. What was he actually saying, Elizabeth? So that I might destroy him. So this wonderful picture of these kings, these wise men, and rightly said, wise men who came from afar to what? To kneel down and worship. So Herod, Herod who was proud, Herod who was brutal, he didn't want to go and worship. He wanted to go and kill. And when they didn't come back, what did he do? Brett, tell us, what did he do? He killed all the babies. You know that. He killed all the babies under two years old. How many would that be? The gen- we, we, we worry about the genocide that happens these days or infanticide that would be. How horrific. Where's the peace? Where's the peace? That even when he was born... It caused murders in the land. Are we surprised today that this is happening in our society when it happened even when Jesus was born? Thanks. You know, in Romans 5 1, It says says there, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So here was this baby born. Here we saw in Isaiah that this peace, uh, sorry, this Prince of Peace was coming and here we read in Romans that we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So shouldn't then, since he was born, all people therefore have peace and peace come into the world through all people, in all families, within us personally, in communities, across nations. Isn't that true? Is that what would happen? You would think, Lorraine, surely. She's looking at me confused. She just doesn't know what I want her to say. But it's true. Isn't that what we would think in the natural as we read those verses? Therefore, we have been justified through faith. Okay, I believe in God. So therefore, I have peace with God and peace will reign. No. Good on you. (laughs) Philip. Philip was brave enough to go like this. No. It's not the case. It's not the case. If we went back to that beginning slide, knowing no God, no peace, no God, no peace. Jesus Christ came as a baby because the relationship between God and man had been fractured. And when that fracture came, the peace that God had created in the human race, first of all between Adam and Eve and then throughout all creation, was fractured. 
It was brutally broken. And from then on, peace struggled, struggled to work its way to the surface like a seed pressed down in the ground, in hard ground, seldom watered, seldom fertilised. As peace occasionally worked its way to show itself into the light, In this world, peace is something. True peace is rarely seen. Not the peace that's talked about. Bill shared about the business community and trying to look at a different model in India. A model built on biblical foundations. Wow, what a difference that would make in business. Do you remember last week when I talked about that interview with um, uh, Lindsay Fox and the comparison he made about networking which is all about getting what you want from another person and relationship which is about a mutual connection with other people built on trust. You know, when people talk about God and say this about, about believing in God, When do they pray? Oh, when I want something. You see, it's a bit like networking with God. The things that I want to get from God. But you know, in the garden before before sin came, there was a connection between God and man. Before it was destroyed, a connection that was relationship, community, love, joy and peace. So how do we get that back? And what does this verse actually mean? Go back to John please. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, Christ came As a baby. He came as a baby so that he took on human form. So that what was going to happen to him could happen to him. Because if Christ came in his natural form, that is as the spiritual form, then there was no way that he was ever going to be able to be the sacrifice for our sin. God who was a God not only of love which we hear constantly which he is and by his very nature he is love but he is also a God of justice and so when we wronged God his justice must demand a dealing with that sin absolutely must but as he looked on us and he looked on our frailty And he looked on us with his love and mercy. He knew that to demand that justice of us would just destroy us. And there was no other way of doing it. But all the justice that was required was poured out on Christ. And he took the punishment for us. So he came as that baby to take on human form and in growing as a man, that way he was able to take the punishment for you and me. 
and in all of the violence that was meted out on him on that cross, all of God's wrath because of his demands of justice brought peace with God. So the peace that God is talking about in these verses that we read is not about a peace necessarily between man. But it's a peace that we can only know through Christ with God the Father. That peace that had been broken so brutally destroyed at the time of the garden when sin came He desires so much for us to come back into relationship with him to know that peace. And then when we read the next few verses, I know it's small, I don't know whether you can see it, but it says this, that through whom we have gained access by faith. So when we accept Christ as our Saviour, understanding by faith that when he died on that cross, When he died on that cross, it was for you and me to pay the punishment that we so deserved so that by faith we can come to God and say, that was for me and I thank you for it. Forgive me for my sin and draw me into relationship with you as you have promised and give me the peace that has been bought by the violent death of your son. It says this, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has given who has been given to us. So we see the context of this peace is not a peace that we just lay back and, you know, just bob around in. But it's a peace that we can know between us and a holy and righteous, loving God who mercifully draws us back into relationship with him, who loves us so dearly so that even, even, in suffering, even in the turmoil of work. Maybe you've got a job that, you know, is not fulfilling. Maybe it's disempowering. Maybe it's just plain awful and the relationships you have there are just horrific. Maybe the relationships you have with some of your family members are really, really difficult. Maybe you're in a a situation at the moment where you just don't want to be and you're finding life really, really tough and you're struggling with a peace where you are. It says here that those sufferings, those struggles, those difficulties that God allows into our lives, what do they do? They build the character. You know when Jesus was in the garden 
And you can just picture it in your mind's eye that he was down on his knees and he was crying out to God. And he said, if there's any other way that you can restore man to yourself, any other way, then please let's do it. Under such stress and strain that blood vessels burst in his forehead and blood poured down his face. Have you been crying out to God because of the situation that you're in, the difficulties that you're knowing? Have you cried out like Jesus? If there's any other way, can you find another way for me? Or is it that you don't have a personal relationship with God so your prayers are like they're hitting the ceiling and and you just don't know what to pray because God is not your heavenly father and you haven't yet come and accepted him as your own personal saviour. Not the saviour of your husband, not the saviour of your wife, not the saviour of your kids, your brother, your mother. No, not that saviour. Your saviour your own personal saviour, the one that you have prayed to, the one that you've cried out to and you've said, I'm sorry. Not my mother's sorry, not my father or my kids, but I'm sorry for my sin. Come into my life and bring the peace that only you can bring. In amongst the turmoil that is this life, Come and bring your restoration. The restoration between a loving God and a sinful person. Bring that today. There's a story that I want to share with you. There was once a king who offered a prize to the artist who would paint the best picture of peace. Many artists tried and the king looked at all the pictures but there were only two that he really liked and he had to choose between them. One picture was of a beautiful, calm lake and the backgrounds, in the background were mountains that reflected into the still and calm waters. Above it was a cloudless sky It was truly magnificent and the one that everybody thought that the king would choose because the other picture was in great contrast. You see, it also involved water and mountains and a sky. They were rugged mountains. They were difficult mountains and the sky was full of thunderous clouds. But coming down the side of the mountain was a waterfall and crashing into the waters below. But you see, just in the centre and behind those waters of the waterfall, a little mother bird had built her nest. And there she sat, sitting on a little branch that was there in behind the waterfall. 
in amongst all of the thunderous clouds of the crashing of water, she not only found peace, but she found protection for her nest. What has your week been like? Is work difficult? Is home difficult? Is family relationships strained? I want to say this to you today, that the peace that we sing about and is constantly talked about at this Christmas time is there for you to have. It may not sort all the problems out in your family. It may not sort out broken relationships at work. It may not, in fact, change your work circumstances because you know when Christ was in the garden and he called out to God, what loving father wouldn't take his son and take him out of that situation to save him from it? A loving father that sent that son, his one truly only son on the mission to bring that same love, mercy and grace to you and me and aren't you glad that when Christ looked at his son that day he saw you and me? Aren't you glad that he didn't say it's too hard? Aren't you glad to say I can't send my son to die for this sinful nation into a world but he strengthened his son and he allowed him to go on that difficult journey and he did it for you and me and that violent death brought peace, peace with God through our faith in him. So I'll ask you again, do you, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus this Christmas? And when you talk about the love, joy and peace and when you hear those carols sung about love, joy and peace, is that a love, a joy and a peace that you know? Not mum and dad, not your wife or your husband or your neighbour, but it is a love, joy and peace that you know. If you don't, would you please come and talk to me after this service? Straight after. Don't go to morning tea yet. But come straight up and chat to me because you need to know. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for Christmas time. What a wonderful time. A time of great joy. And it is. It is and it should be a time where we see these trees with all the trinkets on them and they bring joy. And when we see all the gifts around, Father, I pray every time that we see these gifts, whether it be at our own home, someone else's home, or whether we see it at the shopping centre, the tree and those gifts, I pray that our mind will be snapped right back to that gift of Jesus from a loving Father who desires a relationship with a sinful people and desires to not only give the gift of reconciliation but a gift of an incredible future. Father, I commit us to you today.
that our minds will be constantly drawn to you at this time, special time, wonderful time. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you.